Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Hey! And today we're talking about Volume 17 of Kaguya-sama Love is War. And first of all, before we get into the little pieces of discussion here, I'd like to just point out that the student, rela uh, student council relationship diagram has had a little bit of an update since the previous volume. Yeah, 1.4. Exactly, it's 1.4 now. Um, and so this is the first time that it updates without having a new member added to it, because all of the other updates mm. were always with a new person added to them. But obviously the big change here is that Kaguya and Miyuki, they're now dating. They are no longer in a battle of love. Um, and another relatively big change, I mean, th there's a bunch of small little changes, because they actually compared them like side by side. Um, mm -hmm. There's a bunch of very small kind of so sort of pointless little changes in, in some of these. But the other pretty, pretty I think, meaningful change is the arrows between uh, Miko and Yu, which mm. uh, Yu, thinking about Miko earlier, used to be, she's a small rabid dog. But mm. now it's, I'm worried about her. So that that's nice. And Miko to Yu before was, he's evil, but now it's, <laughs> I, I hate him, but... Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that's better <laughs> definitely definitely yeah yeah uh and another just one my last little thing on this little new diagram that i noticed was that the area where there has been the least amount of changes in these arrows is the arrows going both to and from chica yeah uh, yeah <laughs> uh in fact i think there's only one arrow related to chica that's changed at all and even that one isn't changed much and it's uh what miyuki thinks of chica which used to be that she's weird, but now it's that she's creepy. She's creepy. <laughs> it's like, this is not the sort of development that I was hoping for her. Not that I wanted them to be anything, but I expected right. to be like, you know, I understand her more or something right. like that. <laughs> yeah. But no. no. Well, well, he's like, oh, no, I understand her more. She's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. Hmm. Personally, I think Chica should have been if if the if the cover of the volume is is supposed to be who the cover who the volume is about, which is not is not always the case. But if it were, I think mm -hmm. Chica would should have been the cover, just because for me in this one, I thought Chica was was all over the place in her comedy <laughs> and, and whatnot, and I, and I thought that she was kind of kind of the driving factor in a lot of the jokes and even some of the story plot lines. Um, definitely in the jokes, I can agree with you there. Like yeah. she definitely drove like most of the comedic side of this volume. I agree exactly. And part two of that is the volume seventeen covers a lie. I know, Absolute I know, lie. I know. Deceit. <laughs> I I was so disappointed because we talked about it last time. How we kind of wished that Kobachi's eyes would be fully revealed in this volume. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. there was like there was barely anything with her. Like she appeared very briefly. And, and, and yeah, Onodera didn't even appear in this volume at all, right? right? Yeah, exactly. I didn't see her anywhere. So it's like what? <laughs> I mean, look if this is the, if this is the volume cover for the last one, which it would have interfered with the perfect volume cover we had. So it make I, maybe it just carry over. It's like oh, I have the both these wonderful volume covers for these chapters. Oh yeah. But we got to keep it with Miko <laughs> and and you, so we'll just use it for the next volume. Which right. okay, I get it, but at the same time, 
deceit, lies. Yeah. Oh, I I agree. Uh, and but at the same time, I kind of appreciate that he that Akasaka kind of wants. I, I think like eventually, when the when everything is said and done, when the series is over, maybe every character has appeared on a cover in some way. Yeah, that's potentially. Nice. You know, that is nice. That that is pretty cool. I I, I think. Uh, but but yeah, it's definitely very deceitful of him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and also one quick thing before we get into the discussions is that we have changed, and I think we mentioned it slightly in the previous episode, we have gotten rid of the romance discussion and replaced it with a relationships discussion to kind of make it a little bit broader because it has, in some cases, gotten a little bit hard to kind of decide what to put where and kind of how to talk about two characters at the same time mm -hmm. if it's not related to romance, little things like that. So from this episode on, we are replacing romance with rela relationships. So that can incorporate, like, it, it can include all sorts of just inter-character relationships. Right. And not just, you know, romantically speaking. I, I, <clears throat> I just, just to clarify even further, not just romantically speaking, but yeah. friendships, rivalries, any sort of thing that it, it involves... You know, two parties or groups. I guess you could even say. Yeah, exactly. It could be more than two people in some. Mm -hmm. If we, yeah. I think it's. I think it'd be a better way to organize our thoughts and and uh, have a better discussion going forward. Absolutely, and I'm also de uh, decided at least for this episode, and I think maybe going forward too. At least if if, we, if it feels good with this one, is that we're gonna talk about the relationships before the comedy. So we'll save the comedy as for the the last part. Got it. And with that all out of the way, let's talk about Kaguya Shinomiya first. We understand quite well, like, even better, I think, through this book than before, just how, like, kind of really why she and Miyuki want to keep their relationship a secret and really, mm -hmm. like, just kind of how, because just how bad it would be if her family would find out. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like this looming threat of, you know, the family doing something it, it's almost a intimidation almost mm -hmm. uh, you could see if they had found out somehow um, you know something bad might happen and I think we kind of discussed this in last week you know what ha what will happen if the Shinobi fam family finds out will they tell the their friends about it besides the people who just kind of put it together <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah. you know there's a few of these those questions that we brought up that were also brought up in this volume, not necessarily addressed, um, other than the fact that they still feel like they should keep it secret from everybody in order to keep the Shinomiya family unaware of their relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, I do feel bad about that. And it just shows, going along with that, it just this volume also shows how really vile the Shinomiya family seems to be. Right. Not just Not just pompous, but you know, almost sleazy in a way. Um, at, at least, at least the the guys, the older guys. I mean, mm -hmm. I I there's that that one chapter with Maki and and Kaguya. Yeah. I assume the one that had his arms around all these women was the father, but maybe that was that could have been one of the brothers. I'm not entirely sure. Either way, I don't think there's much love in that home and there's probably no yeah. loyalty whatsoever oh for sure oh absolutely uh, and like we really did understand so much better through that backstory uh, and kind of getting the explanation to kind of the situation between the shinomiya family and the shijo family and really mm. understanding a lot more about that and really how 
ruthless the Shinomiya family business mm-hmm. is. And you like people died in the conflicts when the Shiju family broke out of that. And ridiculous. That is yeah, it's awful. And and really just how they go above and beyond to, you know, do anything in order for you know, to get financial gain and just really abusing the shit out of people for, you know, to get that. Mm-hmm. Awful. Awful. And maybe it's because uh, this isn't really about Kage, but I just, since we're kind of on the topic and it's just a pretty small thing, it's not related to any other character here really, so I figured Mm -hmm. I'd just mention it real quick, is that in that backstory, we see Kaguya's dad uh, and we just see really how awful he is. And we we knew this. We we know that he is an awful character. Uh, And Mm -hmm. really in comparison, seeing Maki's dad, he seems like, like, uh, yeah, sure, he, he... might have a little bit of a bad influence on his daughter, but he, yeah. he still has, like, this... Well, I guess, in comparison, he seems, like, m- much more of a nice guy. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it kind of portrays him to ha- having more morals. I mean, obviously, there's a grudge mm-hmm. and, you know, family hate between the two, but it does seem like, potentially, the, sh- the Shijo dad is a little more morally competent than... right than the dad and and honestly i thought the dad was just supposed to be this cold guy but after this flashback i you know any sort of uh respect that i didn't have (laughs) for him (laughs) is there's no possible like uh, there's just no excuse for it now you know it's like wow okay complete their bag all right 100 percent. yeah uh and back to kage i guess um we do get to see uh her kind of going behind her family's back to get her preparations for applying to Stanford done, which I think is a big step for Kaguya to, yeah. you know, to do all these things behind her family's back and making these very big plans ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm happy she's making these big plans, but there's just this, you know, underlying fear that this is going to blow up somehow. And yeah, I'm worried. I am worried. Yeah, dude, I, same. I'm, I know, I know Miyuki will have her back obviously. And so will the student council, but mm. It's it's scary. If if the Shinomiya clan is willing to kill other people in a fight with, you know, the Shijo clan. Yeah. I mean, not saying that. I mean, I don't think they would go to killing, but I don't think it'd be very. It it will end very. I don't think it will end very nicely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And with the amount of resources and influence they have. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're scary. But you know, good good for Kaguya, like you were saying, for her to mm. keep going and. And yeah, yeah, and she, she seems just to be in such a good mood throughout this whole volume, and I love to see that. Exactly. And, like it's uh, it's really it's very realistic. First of all, you know, she's in love, uh, and I love to see her and like be this way. Um, she she really is high on love right now, mm-hmm. and it's just wonderful. Uh, but it is, yeah, as we've been saying, it is going to get rough when she eventually has to confront her family about all this, right. and. Yeah, the truth has to come out at some point, and mm-hmm. I imagine there's going to be a lot of drama when we get there. Yeah, and I I can't help but kind of look forward to it, just because I imagine oh, sure. it's going to be you know it's going to be really exciting, but it's going to be hard too. It's going to be really hard. Yeah, to be, probably. I mean, it, it's unavoidable, so might as well look forward to it. <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah, I, I, t- I totally get you. Like, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, it's you, you know it's going to be painful in, in, in a few different ways. So Yeah. I just hope it all works out. Um, 
doesn't go the bittersweet route. Mm-hmm. But we'll we shall see. Going back to Kage just being in a good mood. Yeah. One thing that I took note of was her goal for the term. Oh, it yeah. wasn't necessarily to get like closer to Miyuki or <laughs> you know, oh I gotta confess or I gotta tell everybody that we're dating. It it was I'm going to kiss him again or like yeah. or something, something like that. <laughs> it's like I mean I'm pretty sure you could do that pretty easily. Uh, whatever. Right. Obviously she, you know she has love on the mind. That's that's all she cares about. Yeah. And you can see that throughout the thing, like she's kind of holding it in that she's dating Miyuki and she's so happy mm-hmm. and she just lets it out in various coy ways, which yeah. I love. I, lo- I love seeing her kind of gloat in a way <laughs> like to the, to, to the student council in those various situations that we found in the chapter. Right. Yeah. It, it just, it's, it's almost like a di- another side to Kaguya where it's just kind of this a joyous ice kaguya in a way i mean it, it's not like she's it's not like she's mean or anything but i don't know it, it's hard to explain but i i, re, I just really like her I, yeah her happiness there yeah I, I think i see what you mean though and and yeah i i absolutely love seeing her this way it warms my heart and i, I think i thought it was very smooth of her to turn chica's prank back onto chica oh yeah uh, super when, smooth when that happened <laughs> It's like, dang, girl, dang. Uh, she fooled all of them. <laughs> almost, almost even Miyuki, because he kind of thought, oh, are, are we telling them now? Are we, are we doing this? Are we doing it? <laughs> <laughs> are yeah. we doing this right here, right now? <laughs> yeah. Do you got anything more on Kage? Yeah, because it's minor, I'll just say it here. Hmm? She, gi- she gives Miyuki a calendar or a planner or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't that be something she would have stopped Ishigami from doing? Like, she's, oh, don't don't get like a a gift catalog or don't do this, don't do that. That's too creepy or something like that. And then she goes and makes this calendar with all these different play plans. I don't know. It seems like a bit of hypocrisy. But then again, uh, you know, the, they've already confessed their feelings to each other. Although this is a Christmas present, so it was before exactly. they confessed their feelings. Yeah, that, that that's what's interesting. They on, The only thing they had had before that was the rooftop shooting festival thing. Mm-hmm. Or a culture festival thing. Which I guess is still more than than what you had done with Tsubame at the time. Yeah. So I guess maybe she felt just felt confident. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was funny that she had done that. Mm. And, but, you know, I guess... It's it's okay when you do it, but when someone else does it, oh no! Wait. <laughs> I mean that that also kind of is part of what she is, though. <laughs> True. True. Uh, or a lot a lot of these characters, they have a little bit of a hypocrite inside them, which well, I think most <laughs> most people probably do, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I kind of like that. Yeah. Shall we move on to Miyuki Shirogane? Yeah. All right. He has the lamest ideas for surprises ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just had to say that. Like, making, like, some very, like, bitter tea to someone. Like, oh, that that's such a good surprise. Good prank. <laughs> no. You know, <laughs> I guess I can kind of relate to Miyuki here. I mean, to be honest, I don't have too many experience pranking people, per se. Uh-huh. And that's the thing. I don't really like pranks. Because I, I, part of them are kind of mean-spirited. Mm. not so much the ones you do with your friends like for, to be honest those aren't too bad but it's like it's the stuff you see on youtube or tv or whatever you know and just like miyuki says that watching those makes him 
makes him awkward. He just kind of changes the channel or whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm really similar in that way. I That kind of stuff just makes makes my stomach turn and just like, no, it's... Well, especially if it's like incredibly fake. Right. Or, yeah. you know, puts people into terrible situations. Exactly. If it's just really like jokes where people get either angry or really sad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah no, I, I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, I'm not big into those like prank channels and stuff like that. Right. But surprises though like surprises oh, mm-hmm. that's fun yeah surprises I, I mean i'll be honest i you know i've i'm a, i'm quite the jokester no i i've <laughs> gone into my house and said hey i crashed the car and my family really believed me it's like okay oh. i was just joking <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess my family is pretty gullible i don't know uh. but um <laughs> So I guess maybe I am one for pranks, but it's it's only with like my loved ones. Like right. if I had if I had a girlfriend or a wife or something like that, I think I would do funny little tricks and and pranks from time to time. But nothing nothing that would be emotionally uh, taxing or right. you know, cause pain or stress on them. Yeah, that that's probably good, especially for views. Like that's ugh. Ah, uh, well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to go on that long tangent, but Yuki's oh, whole thing there did get me thinking about that. Uh huh. Yeah, and I mean, I, I relate to it as well in in a way, but but I think he was a bit too lame though. <laughs> Even though oh, I understand. Oh, I agree. Him. I agree. Like, yeah, I totally, yeah. I totally see where he's coming from, but yeah. Um, not not saying Chica had any better pranks, <laughs> like, but I guess that's for a different day yeah. or for a different part. Uh, <laughs> Wait a few minutes. Yes. I think the other thing that I took from Yuki this volume is more of his emotional mindset with his mother leaving. You know, we already knew that he felt like he had to work hard and make money in order to earn his mother's love, but she left. And even after he said, I'll, I'll do all that to, to make you stay, just please don't leave. And she just basically says, I don't hate your father, just you just fall out of love. And... Yeah. You know, that that can be emotionally traumatizing for children. Not that I, uh, talking from experience, but I, I just feel like that's hmm. can't, that can be emotionally taxing on someone. And I think for Miyuki, that's definitely something from his past that he needs to eventually confront, whether yeah. through therapy or <laughs> just talking, talking it out with someone that I, I hope he gets in the future. And I think that's what's being hinted as we go forward. Yeah, I mean, it's especially traumatizing because as far as we know, he might not have ever seen her since this moment. Mm. Like, like I, I mean, I it's not 100% that's the case, but it definitely mm-hmm. seems like she kind of just up and left and kind of disappeared from from his life. It, it very yeah. much has, it's like, it seems that way. Of course, I could be wrong, but it definitely seems that way. And I guess on, on this topic also, we speculated back when this was first mentioned in the manga. We speculated that it was about volume 15, I think. Mm-hmm. Where we thought that, well, what if the sister that his mother brought with her was not Kay, but like a third sibling? Mm. We don't see it super clearly in this volume, uh, but I do, like, I, I'm guess I'm kind of guessing it is Kay, because I feel like... 
the the height is accurate. Kind of, she's a bit shorter than him, and but would have to be a younger sibling either way. Oh, right? oh yeah, because he said little sister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, but also, we don't see Kay anywhere else in that scene, um, so it, it's very possible we just overthought this from the beginning. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I never thought it was one way or the other. I just thought maybe there was two options because either way, Kay is now with this, you know, Shirakani dad. Right. And and Miyuki. So eventually she has to, if if she left with the mom, she has to come back for whatever reason. So I think it's still fair for us to wonder and theorize maybe this could be a third sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or it just is Kay, and there's just more to her backstory that we haven't learned yet. Or at least more to, with her mother. That I, I, I'm guessing we will eventually. Um, yeah. Don't know how long he'll hold on to that, but... It may have something to do with him moving on from his mother leaving. Yeah, it seems it seems like we're getting close to some sort of well, getting more info information about that. It, it's it sort of reminds me a little bit of how how Akasaka kind of hinted at Yu's backstory from junior high. He mm. kind of gave us a little piece in in one volume, and then like a little bit more in the next, and then in volume nine, he just you know he gave us the whole thing. I'm feeling like maybe he he might do a similar thing here, mm-hmm. and maybe in the next or in the volume after next, maybe we'll get the full thing, which I definitely am very eager to see. Agreed. But as as uh, you said before, his mother said that romantic feelings don't last forever, so I guess that means that her and his father's love weren't or wasn't a uh, true love. I just had to bring that back up uh, because mm-hmm. I, I do think it is becoming a prominent theme of the story with this being one example of love that couldn't last. But I, I do think ultimately with the story, Miyuki's and Kaguya's love will be true love and it, it will last because mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I, am, I am that optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree that I think that's, that's going to be their story, their, their triumphant um, ending. Mm-hmm. We shall see. I feel bad again. I feel bad for Shiragana because the dad, because he's obviously not over it. Yeah, yeah, that is very sad. I don't know. You, you, what do you do? Like when the person that was, you know, your 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 mate, your soulmate, mm. just is not in love with you anymore and leaves, but you still have these very strong feelings for this person. I mean, or you you know someone who's like that how do you help them potentially just get over that instead of just being like that forever i i guess for some people that's how they want to live but i think it's a little different if someone passes away that's yeah you know your loved one if they Mm. actually leave you and say i'm not in love with you anymore there's really no healthy reason to keep on loving that person, right? Or at least romantically. Well, of course, but it's not that simple, of course. Oh, I mean, no, every, no, of course different. not. It's not that simple. But yeah, well, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is how do we help this person move on from that? Or is that something that shouldn't, that they don't need help in that? They, you know, I don't know. Personally, I would think trying to help them in some way, obviously not forcing them, but, hmm. you know, encouraging them somehow to, move on would be the healthiest but 
again, I have never been in that situation, so. Right. I imagine in some cases, it may, maybe it helps to find someone new, uh, fall in love again with someone else, mm-hmm. um, if that's possible. I, I imagine, at least in some cases, that would help some people that are in a situation like that. But again, like everyone is different, and mm. I, I'm sure I'm sure there's tricks for everyone. Although not maybe for everyone, some people might just be hopelessly in love. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, is this too deep for <laughs> for Umami manga? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe not. No, I don't know. No. I would hope not, not. Not nothing's too deep for Umami manga. <laughs> C- come on. It's not, it's not like we're going into the philosophies of man or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> Wait until we get the chica parts, then we'll. Get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yes. Uh, anything more on Miyuki? I think that's all I have. Cool. Cool. Then let's move on to Miko Ino. So in the at the end of the first chapter, when everyone kind of starts their new game, mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned Kaguya's earlier. Miko is the only one that kind of remains silent in that one. It's just like dot 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 for her. Right. Uh, and of course, I'm kind of thinking of this as her trying to still kind of mulling over her feelings, totally. trying to figure out exactly what is this, well, what's going on in my head. <laughs> right. Um, that that's kind of I guess how I interpreted that. Oh yeah, I was exactly the same way. You know, nice. everyone else has a goal, even mm-hmm. Chica. Right. But <laughs> she she didn't or Miko didn't at least have one in her head. And I agree. I think it's because she's trying to understand really her feelings. Uh, well, specifically for Ishigami and mm-hmm. what does she think about about this guy, or at least her at least their situation. Absolutely. I think it's. You know, she has feelings, but she she doesn't want to admit that they exist at all. Uh, yes, that I, I feel like that's definitely like her struggle right now. Is mm-hmm. she's too stubborn to recognize her feelings for him? Yeah, even if even if it's just a little spark. Uh-huh. I'm not saying like she has huge feelings. Right, at this point, right. Mm-hmm. But even if it's just a little spark, she still doesn't. She still doesn't want to acknowledge it whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. So. It's hard. But I do think that throughout this volume, we see little instances of her kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, one, one of those moments I thought was, uh, you know, when Chica pranked her into thinking that she and you were going out. And, like, Miko's face and I guess her reaction mm. just in general there was was just great, I thought. Um, like, we... We know that Miko has a lot of respect and she looks up to Chica in a lot of ways. Uh, or at least in the piano thing. Right. Ma- maybe mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> but she does look up to Chica regardless. I would uh, like to know more, Akasaka. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Please. Um, but anyway, like we know that she, she likes Chica. And, yeah. and even then, she was still... You know, she clearly didn't like the idea of Chica and you dating. Mm-hmm. So I think... That was one reason where we kind of to to kind of think that she felt jealousy in that moment, um, and she did say that it would have been better if it had been Tsubame mm. going out with you instead of Chika. First of all, that's kind of mean to Chika to say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but but I think you know we could that that could be seen as Miko having just kind of gotten used to that thought 
already mm, having seen okay. you and Subame so much together, she's kind of been used, gotten used to that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, or at least that that was a thought I had. But mm-hmm. also, I could also just see it as something that she just said, and that if yeah. that actually did happen, if you and Tsubame actually did end up dating, then she might have reacted just the same. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I could see that also. I think I think that's what I'm, where I'm at too, because mm. during that entire party, which was that was last volume, wasn't it? Yeah, she was very uncomfortable and a little bit upset. Yeah. Whenever she saw you and Tsubame getting close to each other. Mm. So I think that her saying that is was just kind of a a cop out. It's like, oh well I would have been okay if you were if you said Tsubame or something, like whatever. But but Chica, what? <laughs> and yeah, um Yeah. I don't know. It was it was an interesting take and I almost wonder if it was kind of a subconscious reaction like like an, a reaction she couldn't control oh i definitely think so yeah versus how she went about the i love you game where <laughs> i'm pretty sure she deliberately said or or was okay with ishi playing the game with ishigami and deliberately said what she said because she wanted to be nice to him in some way but i think i i, I guess I, we, we can wait later to talk about that but i I think in there she was also kind of pushing that envelope, but that was more of a conscious effort on her part. Exactly. I think, yeah, in that moment she was much more in control. Yeah. Whereas in this uh, prank chapter, she was really, she was caught off guard. She was not ready mm-hmm. whatsoever for, for that <laughs> to happen when she went mm-hmm. into the student council chambers. Um, and it was, it was also fun to see, like, she was clearly, like, she, she clearly was jealous in that moment she like yeah her reaction and everything like she was definitely she, she wasn't into that uh and and then when she learns that it was just a prank suddenly she she looks like incredibly happy and very relieved <laughs> i think you know <laughs> yeah uh the, you know to learn that it was just a prank and then i think so just just that contrast in general i think shows that there is you know something to build this ship on yeah, uh, definitely. More fuel for the fire. Right. And it was nice to see that somehow Chika and Miyuki on some level picked up on this in Miko, it seemed. Like they had a little, like, very sh- short little interaction. They were, were like, uh, maybe we shouldn't pull this pr- these sorts of pranks on Miko. Like, I sensed some kind of thing in her mood there. <laughs> right. Uh, like, something like that. Uh, so that's also kind of a nice thing that maybe it's pointing toward her feelings like that maybe they will be brought up like pushed more into the spotlight more as as the books continue from here on out mm-hmm. uh, that's something i'm definitely hoping hoping for yeah same would you say that we fi- found out that miko is a super m like someone who's really uh, well basically masochist huh. <laughs> I feel like we like we understood that she was easily swayed by by the nice saying of guys or people mm. before. So there's so there's that, but I don't think we I don't think we ever understood that she actually likes pain. Like she finds it comforting. Right. What? Yeah. Somehow she feels safe. What in the world? 
Yeah, yeah, that, that that was definitely not expected, and I'm still not entirely sure what to think of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, to each their own. Right. But but yeah, that was that was an interesting reveal, and and also for her to be that open about it too. Like she was clearly like True. very like no, come on, I do it. I I I, I like it. Or like, she sort of said like, <laughs> like <laughs> well, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that was really interesting. Um, yeah, man, she's got issues, man. We we already knew this, but like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. she really needs to talk to someone and just let it all out. I think she does. Whether, yeah, whether it's a you know whether it's Ishigami or a therapist, or even Chika, maybe I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah, someone, someone she trusts, someone. someone she's comfortable mm-hmm. with. Yeah. You think Osaragi would have talked to her about this, but maybe. I mean, Osaragi seems a little bit twisted too. <laughs> true, true, actually, very true. Uh, I mean, we we all have our problems, so I oh, guess. Oh well, uh... of course, uh, yeah, our, our vices and hobbies, I guess. But right. Anyway. Uh, and it turns out Miko is a poet. Yeah. And Miyuki didn't know it. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That I, that was a very pleasant surprise, I must say, uh, in contrast to the pain thing. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that was super nice. I I could kind of relate to her there. Yeah, fun, that's fun nice. stuff. Mm-hmm. Abstract, but I don't I don't mind abstract. You know, I'm I really I re- actually I rather enjoyed all of her poems there. Yeah, I I didn't think they were bad, and to be honest, I didn't think they were that cryptic either. No. The no. way the the way Miyuki was listening to them and in talking about it, he was like, oh my gosh, how are you supposed to understand this? It's, I, I don't think it was that hard, difficult to understand. At least he was able to figure out that she had like darkness inside of her with that last one. <laughs> right. Although that's, right. that was pretty obvious, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a little different in Japanese. Maybe they using different kind of vocabulary that's not Maybe, yeah. common or something like that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Well, I'm not I'm not a poet myself. Like I don't practice writing, but um, I I do think it was rather well done. Oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> and she has some interesting ways to interpret Miyuki's uh, poem yeah. or or yeah. Well, his, his love letter. It's about chewing gum you didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. What exactly? How did you figure that out? <laughs> We are on the same yeah. wavelengths. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I was really, it was really nice to see how she warmed up to Miyuki. There. I, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but right. seeing her so, like, I guess happy and confident was was a very pleasant thing to see, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything more on Miko? I think that's everything I have. All right, then. Let's move oh, on to... Oh, no, I have one. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just saw one more thing. Okay. Uh, and this is kind of a silly thing. She recognized the name of the person who was featured in that DVD. Yes. So, which I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, I was like, Petter's right. She is a dirty, she has a very dirty mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she knows all sorts of things. <laughs> like only someone who's adventured into that stuff. Not just, just not just like is thinking. Oh, what is this person going to do? Or you know, what would this dirty-minded person think? Mm-hmm. Only someone who would, who would be watching it themselves would know the name. That's yeah. all I'm saying. 
I mean, she, she was clearly going to confiscate that DVD for personal use. Like, there's <laughs> there's no argument there, I think. Like, that was clearly, that's clearly what was happening. You think so? Oh, yeah, my oh absolutely. Definitely. Like, did you see how she reacted when she heard the name? Like, she was definitely going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite, quite sure. <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I'm not as as solid on that as you are, <laughs> but, I, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if you already had that exact DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's possible, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one of the many reasons I love Miku Ino. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, let's move on to Yu Ishigami. My biggest take about Ishigami in this volume was his new kind of goal or commitment uh, yeah. regarding Tsubame. And it's basically to take the Miyuki approach to things, have her confess her feelings to him, um, make her fall in love with him versus just, I guess, repeatedly confessing or whatever. Exactly. And so I guess it kind of adds another love is war aspect to it because Tsubame has already kind of done her sneaky ways back <laughs> back at the at her place right so uh it, we could get an interesting dynamic between the two although i don't i don't think subame is going to go as far as kaguya ever went um, oh no no definitely not <laughs> and i don't even know if ishigami is going to go as far as miyuki ever went but i i do think that his his focus is going to change as we go further I mean, yeah, we got the silly like, oh, he's building up his muscles here. I mean, that, oh, that was that was fun, <laughs> yeah. but I think he is going to, you know, try to appeal to her more in in various ways and mm. various effects. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying it's gonna work. Of course, of course, yeah. It it, it, it was interesting, especially now that Miyuki's and Kaguya's war of love has just ended. It's nice mm-hmm. to see it kind of start anew elsewhere. Yeah, here with with you. So I really appreciated that. Uh, and I also, as you kind of said, I also kind of hope that in future volumes, if if he does keep this up, that it's going to be more other things as well, not just like in, like kind of increasing his physical appeal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he decided to become trim yet muscular. <laughs> uh, but I do hope there will be some more maybe mind games at least. Or, or I, I guess... Well, I guess technically we've already kind of seen that. We've kind of we've had that in this story. So maybe Akasaka has something else in mind that's oh okay not really what we're expecting, perhaps. Yeah. Not not really sure because I mean this this approach that he went in this volume was definitely different from anything that uh, Kaguya or Miyuki had done before. True. To each other, so maybe he has other things in mind for what he was gonna do. Moving forward. Good point. But it, it, at, at the very least, it's 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 fun that he you know he took Miyuki's advice to try to get Tsubame to confess her love to him first. Yeah. So that's very nice. It's still love is war. For sure. And something we learned, uh, sort of related to, or I'm not entirely sure. I, I, I want to hear what you think. Uh, it, okay. So we learned that he doesn't think food has to taste good, and I was, and <laughs> which was just so strange to me because well. Either it's something new with him, like that's it's just something that he started. It's just the way he started viewing food since he started training, mm-hmm. or it's always been that way with him. In which case, why didn't we know about this sooner? And 
stuff like that. And the way he talks about it, it kind of sounds like it's sort of related to building muscle and stuff. But still, I'm not entirely sure. Like, why the way he says that he doesn't, like, like the way he kind of questions, like, does food really need to taste good? Like, that that kind of just sounded like he never thought of it as it as if it should taste good. So, uh, what, what do you think about that? When I first read it, I took it as just his new mentality on life. Mm. You know, when, when people go on their diets or their new, you know, New Year's resolutions, they usually try to bring in a new mindset into how they eat and, and what they do with their activities and whatnot. And so... Oh, this latest scientist said that you should actually eat only two pieces of bread a day or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like maybe he's kind of taking that into account. Mm. Um, I mean, he literally blended up a, a chicken breast. Who does yeah. that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. So, personally, I, I think it's, it's more along the lines of his new mindset. Mm. But I can't really completely deny that he could still think that about food in general although we had that fried rice chapter and he was pretty adamant right that his tasted the best exactly i i was all actually i thought about that also a little bit so yeah Mm. it ultimately yeah it probably makes the most sense for this to just be a face now that he's training yeah probably makes the most sense but but yeah, it was interesting though. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, another thing about you that I found kind of funny, but yeah, it, it's very it's very on point for his character was when he was explaining kind of about virgins and sex drives, <laughs> it, like about men and how yeah. how a player is born and kind of comparing it to a diner and stuff like that. <laughs> I thought that that was amazing, and like the poor guy got just got more and more worked up the more he talked. It was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he started to talk to her and admit, yeah, guys have a strong sexual desire, like, I I really thought he was going to go into, well, so do women kind of thing. Mm. And then I turned the page and he, <laughs> and he was like, but, you know, virgins are actually safer. I was like, oh, my gosh, did, <laughs> this did not go the way I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is good. I mean, I, li- I like my expectation mm. to be subverted, but it, it did. It, I'll be honest. I, there were some chapters I was a little uncomfortable reading, and maybe it's my Puritan background. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, but well. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's whatever is. And and I mean, I think even Akasaka kind of made a little remark on that on one of the between chapter pages. There was a question. Let me find that real quick. Um, is the story getting a little too prudent? And the answer is, I think it is. <laughs> so even Akasaka. <laughs> kind of noticed like it took note of that <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny yeah i mean you gotta you gotta uh increase the japanese population somehow right right exactly exactly <laughs> i mean personally i i enjoyed this angle or like the this direction obviously mm-hmm. it's not I, I don't want it to always be be there like you know but right i thought the amount of it that was in this volume i thought that was a good amount and i thought it was you know it made things exciting and interesting so yeah, and and in some aspect, it, it, it's somewhat real. Absolutely. I think you know, kid kids those age, yeah, yeah, they're you know exploring, understanding, and uh, about relationships and and about themselves. So yeah, I mean, I I think for high schoolers, I think it's fairly realistic, um, 
as long as it's not 24-7, then okay, then maybe it's a bit much. <laughs> Right. Of course, it could just depend on your friend group. <laughs> mm. Definitely not the people I hang out with. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, again, it, it was it was funny to see him kind of go off on that and his kind of head cannons about relationships and whatnot. It's uh, it's it's really funny to, to see. Mm. Anything more on you? Nope. All right, then. Let's move on to Chika Fujiwara. Well, so like I was saying earlier, I felt like Chica was the star of this volume, comedically speaking, and even a bit of the of the stories were kind of moved forward because of her actions. Were they really? Not so much the overall like plot line, but just mm. you know, she was the one that started the the pranks, and then that got the story going there. She was the one who started the love story, got the story going there i feel like there was one more she was the one that was going on 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 and on about like the the weight training thing so i I guess (laughs) i I guess it's more it's more she was just the uh instigator of some of the discussions whatnot instead of being like the main part of the stories but i think compared to the previous volumes she's had more of a role to play in the chapters than than before right yeah it was fun like she basically had two chapters at least that she was Definitely, like, the kind of leader of, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, the I love you game and the prank chapter. So, that that was great. But, ultimately, it was still, you know, just comedy. Which which is fine. As we've said, you know, if as long as we just view her as a com- comedic character, therefore, you know, for those <laughs> It's reasons, all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't have a lot written down on just her character specifically, since I have some more written down for the comedy discussion later on. Uh, but the one thing I did write down here is that, uh, well, I guess this is also kind of, it, it, it can't not be at least a little bit funny when it comes to Chica. Uh, <laughs> but it was the, the reason why why she wanted you to stop work working out in the student council chambers was because she knew, she kind of knew that Kaguya would come in with a <laughs> remark about her weight or something like that that would mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. force her to work out as well. And she didn't want to do that. <laughs> She uh, had so many amazing faces this chapter. Oh, absolutely. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. It's like, oh my god. Right. And, and But but I also just want to kind of commend her for for being able to think that much ahead. Like, thinking that, like, kind of knowing that if I don't stop them, these guys from working out in the room, then Kage is going to come in and she's going to make me feel like I have to work out with them. Uh, that, that, that was something I really enjoyed, actually. Yeah. No, I... I, it, it's funny that her goal is to lose weight still. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> it's dumb. She's not overweight whatsoever. <laughs> like, she's... Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh. So I have a lot of notes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shoot. Chica fanboy, here we go! Um, so she mentions she's jealous of the couples that, they, that her and Hayasaka see making mm. out in the mall, which... I, maybe maybe not for you, but to me, I I was a little bit surprised because I I knew that she likes romance and you know has always kind of dreamt of some guy kind of like forcing herself or someone forcing herself on on her, mm. just like in like in those shoujo manga she was reading. Right. Um, but I never realized that she was jealous of people who were in relationships right now 
or just seeing other people in relationships. Like she wanted that. Um, because I feel like if she really wanted it, she could really just go out with any guy that kind of confessed to her. Well, they also got to they, they got to pass her quiz. Got to got to remember <laughs> <They> that. Gotta... <laughs> and it's not easy. It's not an easy quiz. It, it changes it changes every confession. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that so I wonder if she really does want a boyfriend right now or she may just be kind of wishy-washy just kind of that'd be great, but also I want to have fun. Like I don't know. It could be it could be something like that. It could also be that she's very picky with who she would, mm. you know, want to have as a romantic partner. Yeah, that could be it as well. I, which I wouldn't be surprised by. Right, right. And, you know, it's good to be picky. Sure. You, you shouldn't just go with a first best one, you know. You got to mm-hmm. got to find the perfect one and then you you got to be a little bit picky. Yeah, just uh, don't be too picky. That's uh <laughs> that's maybe my problem. Um I guess I guess that's another thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing entirely. <laughs> So I think the problem with Chica's character is she starts to bring up, well, in the few moments where she is kind of serious, she starts to bring up like, you know some char- important character moments. And then it just turns out to be a gag or something like that. We haven't had like a lot of those moments, mm. to be fair, but this one with the love game where right. she kind of states a few things about how she doesn't, or that she values her friendship with Ishigami, and she's like, psych, never mind. <laughs> now, when I first read that, I, I saw it coming. I was like, oh, no, she's she's just going to say psych. Ha, ha, ha. And it, yeah. I did, it was still funny. Right. But the second time, it got me, because I really thought maybe she we were finally going to get something where she would admit that she wasn't lying or that she was telling truths to it all but then she's like hot gotcha loser you know it's, it's like all right okay you got me you got me there <laughs> yeah yeah and and also just like the build-up or like the lead-up to the i love you game when she seemed to exactly try to bring up this whole thing where she felt like she was being treated poorly by everyone at the student council and mm-hmm. it seemed like it would be maybe something rather serious but no it was just the kind of presentation to this game that she wanted to play with them uh and i guess that i mean she has done similar things in the past uh Mm -hmm. and it's always hard in those situations to determine if if she's being genuine or not because part of me i part of me can can see some sense of genuine thing in there but i'm also not entirely sure because i know she can be quite devious right She's so. not afraid to manipulate people's feelings in order to win a game or, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. or you know, get get the upper hand in something. Yeah. I mean, it's never done like to ruin someone or anything like that. But no. when it comes to games, like she's ruthless. <laughs> Definitely. So part of me started to wonder if she has an, some sort of issue of confessing how she really feels or bringing up how she really feels and then she kind of hides it behind just games just kidding or something like that but again we there's really no evidence for that it's probably just more likely she is like we were saying totally willing to say whatever in order to to win a game right that would be an interesting twist though i think yeah it would like wouldn't it anything anything to make her character a bit more 
Like, <laughs> and, like anything to make me take her more seriously. That That's right. just what I want, kind yeah. of, at this point. Like, of course, you know, we all love her for her right. com- comedy. Like, totally. of course, of course. But still, I really would appreciate some more serious stuff from her. And, and I'm sure she could pull it off. It's just mm. needs to happen somehow. I'm a bo- broken record, but when you get all this fantastic character growth for most of these characters, uh-huh. if not all, except for Chica, it's kind of, kind of like, huh. Yeah. You know? What is the point? What what is your point other than to make me smile and laugh? Which I guess that's all that's all you need, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm still gonna buy that Chica figure though. It's oh yeah, it will be mine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, you you should have it. You definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> the love the love you game, it got it got me thinking. Why would she want to do that other than she wanted to prove to everybody that she could make them blush or something like that. Maybe because of the last chapter where both Miyuki and you were kind of put off by potentially, or even even pretending to date, that maybe she was ah. a bit, it kind of hurt her a bit. And so she felt like, okay, you know what? I'll prove to you that I have the appeal. Uh, <laughs> I, I can make any boy blush if I wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I like that explanation. I think that that could definitely work. I also think it works just in general with it's basically her combining two of her passions in a way. It's a game and it's about love. Like, well, in, in a sense, uh, which are like her two big kind of interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I like your, your explanation there, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It, you know, it's I, I just love to theorize about her. And that it, it's never going to happen. So, you know, um, just uh, I am I, very grateful that you are humoring me here. Thank you so much. I, I try. <laughs> so the last thing I'll say is uh-huh. Chica's face when she's staring at Miyuki, like right right before the whole it, kind of flashback for Miyuki that happens. Chica's face there oh. is just mm. so cute. Ah. <laughs> uh, <I>, yeah. <laughs> Someone's simping. I'm simping. <laughs> the simp is real. Yeah, you gotta embrace your inner simp. <sighs> you get you get to simp for Miko. I'll simp for Chica. Yeah, good <laughs> deal. <laughs> Although to be fair, your simping is much healthier than mine. <laughs> I don't know. You have reasons to simp. I well, my I guess my reason to simp is that she's just hilariously cute, but. Right, and she, she's she's funnier than Miko is. They're both funny, though. True, Miko is really hilarious too. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let's move on to Ai Hayasaka. Oh gosh, I didn't take any notes. All right, interesting. I mean, that's fine. I didn't take a lot either. I uh, do have stuff in relationship though. So. All right, cool, cool. Uh, but what I do got here on her is that just based on how she has been feeling in these last couple of volumes now mm-hmm. and the way kaguya has been treating her which i mean yeah. i know kaguya doesn't mean it in any bad way mm-hmm. you know she thinks she's doing something kind in a way you know but that, that, <laughs> that that's little kaguya thinking i think that i deserves you know some good spotlight in the coming volumes and yeah i guess because i i feel like her life is becoming too miserable not to get focus right now. 
Hmm. Uh, just because she, she wants to meet people and to find someone to have a romance with. She yeah. wants that so badly. She's wanted that from the very beginning. And now Kaguya has that and she's just rubbing it in her face all the time, every day. Mm-hmm. And, or, or at least whenever she's working. Which is, even though she's... I know back in volume 11, was it? She kind of started working a little, like fewer hours. But mm-hmm. it's still probably quite a lot. Yeah, uh, It's still more, more work than she has. Like, she still doesn't have a lot of like spare time. And she really deserves to have more free time and, you know, enough peace of mind to do what she wants and what she needs. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just hoping that she gets kind of that focus and a good resolution to that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm there with you. It, it is kind of sad to see that. And I understand where Kagi is coming from too. You well, know, yeah. when you're, you know, when you're in a relationship, you, you kind of want to just express it, especially since she can't really tell anybody else. Yeah, right. There's that, and in such a like a new relationship, like your right. first ever relationship, and it's like only like a couple weeks into it. It's like yeah, yeah. I, under- I understand. I understand. But <laughs> totally. But yeah. I also understand why Hayasaka just wants to get out of there. <laughs> like I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why she'd be jealous. Absolutely. Mm. So I guess we will talk a little bit more about Hayasaka later. But for now, we're done. So let's talk about Maki Shijo. Together with her auntie, she learns a lot of new things about Amorous Congress. <laughs> I love that term for it. I'm going to always use that. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> such, a, such a good word for it. Amorous Congress. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. From now on forever. <laughs> yeah. And... Well, I don't have too much else on her, but I thought it was kind of nice that she supposedly had, had suspected that Kaguya had feelings for Miyuki for, from almost the beginning uh, of that whole thing. And she had also been able to figure out that they were in a relationship now. So that, that was pretty, you know, well done on her part. Anything more on Maki? Nah. All right, then let's move on to Nagisa Kashiwagi, a culprit in a sense. <laughs> she gave Kaguya the porn DVD. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, how do you feel about that? Like, I mean, I mean, between friends, it's fine, but to educate someone via that, I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, from a seventeen-year-old's perspective, like I can't blame her, I guess. But being more mature i'd like to think than a 17 year old (laughs) well pornography very very rarely if even ever depicts amorous congress in a (laughs) realistic way (laughs) uh you know it's always somehow not really accurate to what it actually is like although i guess if you really just want to show i guess the core of it, I guess it might do the job. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. Uh, and I, uh, maybe it helped Kaga. I guess we really, it really, it really remains to be seen. Yeah. Because uh, we don't really know exactly, you know, how this affected Kaguya yet. Obviously, she was very shocked at first, but we don't actually know what she kind of took away from that. So I'm curious to see. Well, at the very least, 
she and Miyuki, because of the, of the monkey talk, mm. are aware that, or or at least, are now somewhat realizing that. Oh wait, we're in a relationship. This eventually leads to amorous congress if things yes. go well. So, uh-huh. um, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's very interesting, uh, or and it's very exciting. And yeah, I'm I'm just very excited to see kind of how that like or I guess what effect that DVD will have or like what it had on Kaguya <laughs> and how, how how like how she might act based on that DVD. <laughs> uh, so that'll be interesting. I mean, we already know that Nagisa kind of gave Kaguya the wrong idea in a way in the past when Kaguya saw Nagisa kissing her boyfriend with the tongue. Right. Right. Which made Kaguya think that, oh, I guess that's how kiss, kisses are done. And that's what's so f- ironic about the whole thing, uh-huh. at least with Kashiwagi, is you know she's she's seeing or listening to Kaguya. She's, she's doing the steps all wrong. It's well, you're the one, you're the you're the reason, or at least yeah. one of the reasons. Right, but she, I guess she doesn't know. But she it. doesn't know. Right, but, she doesn't. But know. It, it's funny though. <laughs> so, going going on along with that, I, wait, I could have sworn I had Kashiwagi notes here. What? happened to them mm-hmm. it was about the her bio and it, it was it was nice to get some more details about her character and something that surprised yeah. me was that it says that she's was it gullible no well that that she's easily swayed by others people's yeah, opinions e- e- yeah easily yeah. easily swayed and insensitive to the opinions of other people which mm. honestly i don't re- i didn't really get that from her well she, we haven't really seen her in like too many different situations to be right uh, totally um, but her interactions with the student council and um, her boyfriend it didn't seem like she was she was the one that was easily swayed by people it seemed like she was the one to sway people <laughs> mm. at least her boyfriend at the very least I guess at least thinking back to like her very first visit to the student council when Kaguya helped her out and I, I can't remember if Chika was also there for the first session but regardless, I think she accepted their help, and she probably acted on the help. Well, well, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was when Chika and Kaguya sort of, in a in an unwilling combined effort, kind of got Nagisa to, to go to like doing the volunteer thing to collect right. money for some charity thing. Uh, and I, that's an instance where she kind of accepted someone's opinion or advice. Mm-hmm. And kind of did what they suggested. So I guess you could see that as an example of that, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I guess it's the easily swayed by others that mm. kind of just kind of maybe scratch my head. I I, I would I kind of want to see that more than <laughs> maybe get some interesting things. True, uh, but again, true. she is kind of she is more of a minor character in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. But um, but still major enough to you know make us want some more. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. What I thought was the most interesting from the character bio we got from her was that apparently she looks up to Maki like a whole lot and Mm -hmm. strives to be a lot like Maki, even though she never will be able to. It's something that, you know, she she wants to do. And she has a very high respect for her, apparently, which is awesome, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it is awesome, and I, I I love the kind of friendship, and I and it would be interesting because I again I have grown to like Maki more and more. 
-hmm. it would be interesting to see in a in kind of a side story just Nagisa and Maki how they met and maybe why they look up or why Nagisa looks up to her in that way that'd be kind of cool yeah oh yeah for sure anything more on Nagisa yeah I just wanted to think that Akasaka bothered to to mention that their relationship is kind of rocky in a way I mean not not like terrible uh, it's like going well, he says, but they've hit a plateau. So I guess exactly. that's the opposite of Rocky. But they've hit a plateau. Um, now, does that mean that they, they could eventually part ways and that's where Maki could come in and <laughs> on the rebound? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, because it said they had, they're fighting more frequently, sort of. It, right. They're usually able to work it out, but they are fighting over like what the future holds like after they finish high school, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting detail to point out. Definitely, yeah. So I'm very curious to see what that brings. Same. Very well. Let's talk about Tsubame Koyasu next. I, I wonder what she wished for. Yes. Perhaps it was to find true love, or at the very least, it was to learn to love again, maybe. Because yeah, I think... I like she, that. She was, because she was so, lack of a better word, traumatized from her previous relationship that... I think it's hard for her to accept someone's feelings again at this point in time. So maybe that's what she's trying to pray for. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, at least at the end of the previous... No, it wasn't the previous volume. It was the second... No, it was the previous volume. It, 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 was, it was the previous volume, yeah. Yes, uh, it was. It's, it's hard right. to remember. Yeah, because it, we've been moving back and forth in time like over the previous yeah. volume, so I was a little bit confused. But yeah, in the previous volume, right. Uh, since then, it th- that seems to have been a struggle for her, and, or at least that's when we learned about that. And I definitely like f- since that whole part of her past spoke very much to me. It's something that I would love to see more, mm. kind of focused on. Uh, so I, I definitely like the idea of that being what she was wishing for there. Yeah, and also in the at the end of the previous volume, in that same scene with Miyuki's dad, she bought the power crystal. <laughs> <laughs> which Maki and Nagisa were just kind of making fun of that <laughs> at the beginning of this chapter. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor Tsubame was just feeling really bad Ooh. about that. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I also, I mean, she definitely looks troubled there in that little, it's a very brief little part there, but, you know. Uh, and you could see that as her just kind of re- regretting or feeling a little bit embarrassed over having bought, like, a piece of junk. But I could also see that expression of hers being kind of, well, just not knowing what to do with her situation regarding you and kind of wishing things had gone better there and stuff like that, perhaps. I, okay, you could still disagree with me, but uh-huh. the, tit- the title is called Straight, Straight Bullets uh, uh, or Straight Bullet. So I, I'm pretty sure she heard them talking and she was embarrassed that she herself bought the stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think absolutely. I think that that is the intention. I'm just thinking like additionally, she might also feel still feel kind of bad slash guilty slash ah. just not great over what happened between her and you. Because I think like, that that's still not really resolved completely because they didn't get to like they, they tried to talk it out at school afterwards, you know, but. They didn't get to really mm-hmm. finish that because Miko came in and kind of interrupted it. So I think there's still words to be had between her and you. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, well, at the very least, it, it, Ishigami said that he would somehow 
uh, get her to fall in love with him or something like that. Right. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. There's there's gonna be all sorts of things. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely on her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, uh, I guess we can talk about Kei Shirogane and her dad a little bit at the same time because they sort of <laughs> had the same or a similar role in this volume where they both found out that Miyuki is dating Kaguya <laughs> in a very funny way. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was funny and kind of kind of sweet. They had that family moment. Right. Uh, together, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was also really fun to see, like, both she and Mr. Shirugane, like, both Kei and, and, and the dad did, like, their evening workouts kind of in the same way like yeah. one two one two like with their le- with their legs <laughs> that was that was pretty sweet but yeah they they know now and and mr shirogane invited kaguya for dinner or at least to visit Ooh. which i can't wait to see that oh gosh don't these are high quality bean sprouts here <laughs> <laughs> or moyashi, whatever moyashi is in English. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think bean sprouts is what Miyuki okay. uh, ate a lot of. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Anything more on the Shirogane family members? No. All right, then. Let's talk about Kazuno, the pep squad leader, who got a bigger role in this volume than I thought he would really ever get, uh, which mm-hmm. sort of gave me hopes that what if he gets a more of a notable role moving forward here because i can because I, I, I kind of been thinking in this story that maybe it needs some more male characters mm, because it definitely has I agree. it has a lot of female characters i mean i love them all but right. I, I, you know to balance things out maybe some more male characters would be nice uh, you know at least having them they were to be more focused on Mm-hmm. Because really, it's just Miyuki and you, and I guess Tsubasa to a degree. Mm-hmm. And there isn't really a lot of others. And so I think Kazuno potentially could fill a role like that because, well, he has been established already as a character, and he got a little bit of a bigger role in this volume, slightly. Um, and I, I, th- I just think he's pretty cool. He's he's a nice guy. He is really a nice guy. Mm. Um, I wonder if... He'll have, I mean, I think because you is trying to date Tsubame that he's definitely in a position to help Ishigami in some way. I mean, obviously he helps with the weight training, but I'm sure he'll, he'll give some other advice because he probably knows her better, better than some of the other people that Ishigami knows. Mm. So I, I agree with, and, and I also agree that there aren't a whole lot of guy characters that really matter too much to the story and well this is a shonen i think it would be nice to have that other kind of male perspective and you know give uh <laughs> give some more uh spotlights on on the guys you know i mean there's a lot of waifus but where are the husband those you know right. i mean give us some more husbandos please <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i thought it was surprising that he he turns out to become a pop idol otaku like that. Yeah. Did not did not see that coming. He hasn't taken the breakup with Kobachi very well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Poor guy. I felt so yeah. sorry for him. <laughs> Especially um, since yeah, Osaragi is just like, whatever man. Like it was a right. trial period anyway. Yeah, yeah, she really doesn't yeah. She she didn't give a crap. Not really. <laughs> 
and that was basically her only role in this in this volume was that yet she was still on the on the cover art and we saw her like part of her eye even on the cover i was like whoa lies but her role was that she broke up with this guy (laughs) (laughs) do you have anything else on casino or well just that he he was able to, he has been able to figure out that you likes Tsubame and I think that makes a lot mm. of sense based on the yeah. fact that he has spent a lot of time around both of those two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for him for him to having you know picked up on those signs that you likes her, I think, and, and I guess probably actually actually he probably even heard about the fact that you quote unquote confessed to Tsubame. Mm-hmm. So if he heard about that, then yeah, he would he would know. That's true. I guess a lot of people in school know about that. But that's all I had on him. Cool. Well, since we talked about Osaragi, I maybe mm. we I, I have something about about her. Yes. But actually, it's... First off, it's about how there are four out-of-league girls in the school. Yes. And so I kind of thought that was an interesting dynamic. And Tsubame's on there. Osaragi's there, too, much to Ishigami's surprise. And then, um, what's her name? The... The punk uh, Ryuju, like girl. the I think it's Ryuju, the mafia girl. Mm-hmm. And, and the fourth girl that we we've heard her name before, right? Like yeah, that was up on the the roof. No, but it wasn't that chapter. Uh, I think oh. it was when they were with Tsubame. It it was when the, the well Erika and Karen in volume twelve mentioned three girls like one in each grade uh like being like the the queens or more or less of each (laughs) of each grade kind of kaguya being of the second graders uh tsubami of the thirds and in uh uh, in the first years it was this koromo shiranui she was mentioned back then in volume 12 and yeah here she was brought up again as one of the four non-student council member girls that are like the most beautiful at the school and she was teased a little bit like we could see like it looked like she was wearing like a hoodie but she but you could only see her like from behind so you couldn't really see her very well i wonder i wonder why he's teasing her like this this is very interesting yeah right the way he's like first she was just mentioned by name and at that point it wasn't like it wasn't certain if she if she was going right. to play any significant role but now she he's actually shown her but in a very kind of concealing way which definitely makes it seem like he has something up his sleeve about her character, perhaps. Yeah. It's so I'm very intrigued there. Very odd. <laughs> so you know, sometimes when you have a hidden face like this, it means the it could mean that the face reveals something or that's somewhat important to the story. Not all the time. But um, maybe, maybe. But all the time, there's usually a payoff to hiding the face, whether it be, oh my gosh, she's gorgeous, <laughs> or some other joke or a story or a story relation. So I'm interested to see what that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Same for sure. It's Miyuki's long lost sister. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Just kidding. Wouldn't that be a twist? Changed her last name and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, her mom married a new guy, right? True that. That's true. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't the father decide that she couldn't marry if the father didn't sign his divorce papers yet, right? So anyway. Oh yeah, that, that that's a good point too. Oh man, he still hasn't. Mm. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, very excited to see what Koromo Shiranui will bring to the story eventually, if she does. But yeah, should be fun. Did you have anything more on Kobachi Osaragi? Let me learn more! Yeah. No, no full eye reveal this volume, as we sort of predicted last time. That, I guess that's the biggest letdown. And as far as let down, letdowns go, it's not that bad. So I can nah, live with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I may sound like incredibly disappointed because I am incredibly disappointed. But it's not, just kidding. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal. Right. And speaking of that, Rayon Odera didn't appear at all. Or at least I didn't see her. At all. That was. Yeah, she's kind of growing on me. Not going to lie. Yeah, she's charming. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I needed a whole chapter on her or anything. But... No. I mean, I'm sure we will get something like that eventually. Maybe. But moving on. Uh, I have two brief characters left to touch on. One, on, one of them is uh, Mikado Shijo, uh, Maki's twin brother. Oh. Who we learn apparently is very good at football. Uh, hmm. And he kind of, like, that's kind of where he excels a lot. Well, I, I just, I appreciate him kind of following his dreams, his passions, and working as hard as he did to not only be on this, like, be there for his sports club, yeah. but also get the grade, get his grades where they're at. Like, you know, that's, it's impressive. Absolutely. And eventually, I'm dying to get some more in-depth focus on the Shijo family as a whole, honestly. Oh. Like, him, like, I'm sure he could be interesting. Although, especially, I think, uh, as we mentioned a little bit at the beginning of the discussion their father and ah. and i guess the whole business there and kind of their rivalry with the shinomiya family i'm mm. dying to to kind of get that conflict can't kind of see the drama that could come of that totally really really interested in that and i'm sure it will lead up to something like that uh eventually mm -hmm. and i think that could be super exciting yeah. yep 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 uh, last character I have noted down is Kaguya's big brother, who we got to see for the first time in this volume, but, you know, very brief. Uh, yeah. he, he seems to be just as big of a douchebag as, as their father. How do you just ignore your cute little sister like that? I just can't. <sighs> yeah. Can't. How dare. The goal of this man, <laughs> of all of them. Yeah, man. So, I guess, uh, unless you have any other characters... That, that we missed? Uh, I don't. You don't? Cool. Then let us move into the relationship discussions. Starting with Kaguya and Miyuki. Mm. You mentioned the calendar earlier that Kaguya gave to Miyuki. I mm. thought that was such a sweet little thing. You know, with it all, was. all of the notes that she had put down in there. And man. Yeah. For how hypocritical i was saying it was i mean we, we talked we discussed how everyone's a little hip, hypocritical but it was really cute and and miyuki was kind of just like kind of i mean he liked i obviously liked it and he was just kind of kind of chuckling to himself when he yeah. was reading it but then there's a few moments where he it kind of got to him and i don't blame him like oh, yeah. that's really sweet how like i i, I want to buy a new calendar here and then I want to spend this Christmas together. It's like, mm. so cute. <laughs> she's, she's, it also fits her character so well because she's such a planner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Strategizer. So I, <laughs> I, I love that how even in this relationship that they have going on, like her, it's, it's, it, it, it is a legitimate Kaguya relationship. This is how, just her, how she works. And I, and I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that as well. It's amazing. Continue on with kind of the romantic gift exchange. 
Miyuki gave her a necklace, uh, which you know brings up the whole tacky necklace <laughs> gift exchange. But right, it's okay if it's you know the loved one. But the funny thing with this one is Kage goes into <laughs> in depth about like this equation and how it's actually a pendulum and everything. Right, <laughs> and we see Miyuki. He's also wearing a necklace. So it's like okay. So I guess it's supposed to be uh, reciprocal or. or uh, like you know, they understand it. They understand each other there, um, so it was intentional, I guess. But still, it it is kind of, kind of funny that they went in depth on, on that sort of thing. But I, I wouldn't put me past Miyuki and these two geniuses to kind of have that strange uh, romantic thing about yeah, it. I, I mean, I I thought I thought it was super cool. And it was so kind of on point. For them, and like you know, because we've had Miyuki when he did the whole Arsene thing, it was a mm-hmm. thing for Kage to solve, just like this was true because she was able to solve that it was a pendulum that rotating or spinning a lap took basically one second and that it would represent time and that it meant that they would spend their time together or yeah. so- something like that. It was a bit like that. Yeah. It was sweet. It was sweet though, uh, and 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 also as he said, like the fact that they both have one, like they had they have matching a matching set, kind of cute, tacky, tacky but cute. And it's the moon, you know. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the moon. That's also an important detail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and at this point, Amorous Congress, as we said, is on both of their both of their minds. <laughs> yeah. So that that is an interesting or a, an exciting teaser for the future which i'm yeah i'm excited to see where that's going to lead and how that's going to be dealt with and yes so there's a couple questions now about the relationship it's it's that one Mm. but also you know when will they tell others not just right the student council but also the her family if ever Mm. um so it's those are kind of looming questions involving their relationship and i and i feel like going forward there's going to be some interesting hijinks slash interactions that will happen because of that. Yeah, right. Even though they are in an, uh, like officially in a re- relationship now, there's still a lot of questions and uncertainties that, you know, it makes it, it, makes it so that it's still very exciting. Right. So, totally. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like, are they going to just, are going to have kind of moments that they have to... Uh, somehow trick others into believing they're not a couple like i <laughs> i don't know i mean it seems like when someone finds out they may be, there may be a little bit of a pushback but then they're just like okay yes you're right <laughs> at least yeah. kagi is yeah perhaps right <laughs> but i think the best moments between miyuki and kagi and i'm sure you agree is the late night call yep yep absolutely loved that so much it was such a sweet moment and they talked for hours. They talked for, like, o- over five hours. And, man, such a good time they had. So great. You know, and, and when Miyuki said her name mm-hmm. and kind of woke her up. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so precious. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. I guess there isn't too much to say, just that it was just such a nice and and real moment between those two. Totally. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a big step. Oh, like in absolutely. their relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like, I guess it's kind of like what Kashiyagi was saying. They've taken interesting 
steps in their relationships somewhat out of order. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, no, this one is it's a good, important thing for them. Definitely. Yeah. Anything more on Kaguya and Miyuki? Nah. All right. Then let's move on to the next relationship that I have noted down here, which is Maki and Kaguya. We have, of course, already touched on some of this, but we do learn about their shared past and we really understand much better now why their relationship is so bad. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't I didn't think they had any sort of backstory together, really. I just thought they just knew about each other's families and Right. You know, like, oh okay, you know, the, oh they're part of that family. Well <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, di- I didn't really expect there to be something this concrete either. But it was really nice to see. And it, I mean, it was really sad to see, like, these two little girls who could have gotten along great. Yeah. Uh, but, no, they kind of forced to, well, or they kind of forced themselves to hate each other only because of their kind of, well, because of their families. It's very sad. Yeah. It's too bad. And, you, you know, you wonder if Kage would have been a little bit different had... She had a friend, even in Maki. Yeah, right. But because you see, she's kind of the innocent. Hey, do you want to read this book with me? Yeah. But then when Maki kind of says, of course not. Mm. um, You know, she kind of turns back into her cold ice way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. And I think something that was interesting as well here is that Kaguya asked Maki twice if she hates her. And both times, Maki responded that she does. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't like saying that. Like, it's like she, she made she made a statement, uh, something along the lines of like, why, why do you make me say this, say it? Like, it's like she doesn't like to have to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. And it's also made clear through her bio that she doesn't like the feud between their families. Like, it upsets her. And so I think it it is clear that she does deep down actually care about Kaguya uh despite what she s- might say right and there's and and even to to strengthen that as well uh Maki said to Miyuki in this volume uh and I quote if you let your sexual desires run amok and make auntie err I mean if you make women cry I will never forgive you <laughs> so you know she, she, she is there to kind of try to defend Kaguya, ultimately. Even though she's trying to hide it, she's doing a bad job at it. But she is trying to help Kaguya out in that moment. And, you know, she, she helped her to get the DVD running, too. Like, even that is a sign that she, she doesn't... She can't hate her if she's willing to spend time to help her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> to- oh, no, I, I, I totally agree. And even a few volumes back, we see that while... Maki at first is is kind of cold towards mm. Kaguya. In reality, she wanted to kind of make up with her or, you know, express her gratitude towards her. Like when when they went they went through the haunted house, right? And then the balloon scene, she she wanted to show her gratitude to her in some way. But again, she was too prideful and probably because of the whole family situation, she couldn't come out and say it or mm. felt like she couldn't. So I. It's interesting to get that further kind of clarification of that. I mean, this is definitely new stuff, but you look back, you can see, ah, oh, mm. that's that's where it's coming from. Exactly. Yeah, and I, th- I also part of me, and I don't, I guess I can't say for sure, but the feeling I got was that if Maki had asked Kaguya the same question, 
like, do you hate me? Um, but yeah, obviously she never did. But I think if she had asked Kaguya that, I don't think Kaguya would have th- would have said that she does hate her. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially the, the fact that Kaguya was so adamant about kind of wanting an answer out of Maki from like on that. She asked her two times, and like the first time, or and the second time, like what like, she asked, like, "Do you really hate me?" It makes mm-hmm. me think that Kaguya doesn't feel that way about Maki, and that she would have probably been open about not hating her had she been asked. Yeah, I agree. I definitely am looking forward to seeing these two characters, I guess, warm up to each other and perhaps find a strong friendship because I mean they have so much in common, and I think they would get along really well. <laughs> And I, and that's similar to what I wrote down. I think mm. had things got different in the past, they could have been the greatest of friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, your friendship doesn't necessarily have to be with people that you're similar to. But I do think that they would have so much in common in how they deal with situations in various ways. Obviously, mm. they're still different in how they think, as it explains in the bio. Yeah. But I, I think they, yeah, they would have had really good friendship and kind of support for each other. As um, at least, especially in Kaguya's situation, her family being as terrible as it is yeah. um, could have been a good support now I also wonder if they do become friends where does that leave Chica you know <laughs> like it's like I guess I guess having a new friend doesn't replace someone but you no, know no. I mean come on I think you know, Ch- Chica and Maki obviously have very different traits and they would fill different roles in someone's you know it's uh, true as friends <laughs> but you know have we had Maki and Chica interact at all yet hmm no, actually, I think Chika might be the only student council member that Maki hasn't interacted with. Or, I mean, it, it's possible that we are not thinking about it right now, I guess. Uh, you know. true. But. I can't think of one, though. No, no, I, I mean, I can't either. I, I don't want to say with absolute certainty, how... but yeah, I also don't think so. Yeah, I wonder how they would interact. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> it, it could be fun. Um, yeah. But uh, the last thing I had on them, on Kaguya and maki is that even maki brings up in this in in that scene that they had that she wonders if the two of them could have become friends she doesn't actually say all of that but i think that's what she was going to say she kind of interrupts herself but it seems like she's wondering if the two of them could have become friends totally uh so yeah It, it it's nice and it's it's a very hopeful kind of interaction i think between the two of them they, I mean, I mean, ultimately, they, they decide to watch the DVD together, as like <laughs> as an activity to do together. So I mean, yeah, they they don't. They, there's no way they actually hate each other. Like no, no, no way. <laughs> and, it's just family faces, whatever. Right. Yeah, and they're taking all these little steps to build a bond in some sense. And yeah, I'm sure it's gonna mm-hmm. be good eventually. Anything more on them? Nope. All right. Then let us move on to Miko and Miyuki. Yeah. So the awkward little discussion turned into a, well... Really good bonding moment. Really, yeah, really nice little bonding moment there. To be honest, I didn't I didn't think about their relationship too much. I I didn't think they were fr- great friends, but I never, I never realized, yeah, they really haven't interacted besides that one time in the, dur- during the festival. Mm. Uh, or not the festival, the mm. election, the, the, the elections. Mm. So it's nice to finally get something there and see them kind of break the ice yeah. in a way. Um, so and I'm glad they were able to bond through reading and poetry. Yeah, that was really nice. And I thought it was, I, I thought Akasaka did, like 
depicted this kind of a situation so well too because yeah, right. it really is a thing you know definitely is a thing that happens sometimes in life and yeah, yeah he, he just nailed kind of the awkwardness of the moment and just kind of like ah what do i say now like we know each other but i guess we don't know each other or i, I guess we're not that close like how do we communicate yeah but it, it was so it was so well done well, and sometimes it just comes down to being honest. It's like, hey, you know, I really haven't talked to you too much, and I kind of mm. want to get to know you more. Right, yeah, kind of like Miyuki did. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, and I can I can really relate to Miko, like, when she got so excited when she, well, when she got under the impression that Miyuki was also, uh, like, big into poetry. Uh-huh. And, like, she got super excited, like, because she doesn't meet a lot of other people with that, that share that passion of hers. Which I could kind of relate to because I guess it's not as much anymore. But especially when I was younger, I didn't I didn't really know a lot of people that had the same kind of interests as I did. So whenever mm-hmm. I found anyone who even had like remotely similar interests as me, I was like, "Yay, cool! Let's be friends!" Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was that was fun. Yeah. What I like about Miko and Miyuki is, I I well, or at least what I'm hoping for, as it says, is to be continued at the end of that yeah. that chapter. I'm hoping that their relationship becomes a parallel with Kaguya and Ishigami, where they kind of they right. support each other in very great ways, uh, very healthy, you know, friendship kind of ways. And so I hope that Miyuki and Miko kind of become that support for each other, as we suspect that you know Miki and Ishigami's kind of love will grow for each other, um, you know, and then maybe Miko can provide some support for Miyuki as he. His relationship grows with Kaguya, so right. it just would, it would be nice if that it goes in that direction. Absolutely, and not just and not just comedic. I mean, if it is just comedic, that's fine. But right, no, but I think I mean, if it's anything like this scene, I mean, sure, it was comedic, but it was also a lot more than just that. Yeah, you know. So I, yeah, I'm I'm definitely hopeful for the future of this because it was like part one of this, so mm-hmm. it's definitely going to continue. And I'm yeah, I very much look forward to seeing that. Agreed. Yeah. Anything more on them? No. All right, then let's talk about Kaguya and Nagisa a bit. Kaguya wants someone to talk to about her relationship. Nagisa is dying to hear about it. Perfect match. <laughs> Perfect match. <laughs> I, I'm glad that Kaguya has someone that she can kind of vent or uh, get get her feelings out to besides Hayasaka. Because obviously it's, it's, it's on Hayasaka's nerves, but... Uh, Kashiwagi wants to hear about it, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a, a good trade-off in that situation. You know, kind of girl talk. <laughs> right. That Kaguya probably has not done too much besides with Hayasaka. For sure, you're right. I, or well, I'm sure she's done it with Chika to a degree. Although maybe she, maybe Kaguya hasn't been willing to open up as much in those situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because here she absolutely opened up really. Um, and it's also great that, like, not only did Nagisa already know that there was, you know, romance between Kaguya and Miyuki, uh, so it wasn't, like, completely new new to her, but she also understands, I think, better than several other characters that the relationship has to be kept a secret uh, mm-hmm. because yeah. because she, she, she has had some kind of insight to what the Shinomiya family is like. So she, I think she's, you know, a safe person to, to keep that secret. Yeah. Do we got anything more on them? No, we, we already said uh, anything else I had. So gotcha. We're good. Gotcha. Then a little bit perhaps 
about I and Chica, which I had originally written uh, noted down for I, but it and, and it's, ah. it's a very small little thing, and mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe you know what it is. It's yeah, uh, <laughs> we 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 did actually get to see how and why I tried to kiss Chica, even though it was just a very short short scene. My prediction was a bit off. Uh, what was it? Because I predicted that. So my prediction was that she did that or she kissed her in that moment because she was trying to hide oh hide, that's right or, hide her from seeing uh miyuki and kaguya and i thought maybe we'd see them pass by but <laughs> that wasn't the case at least you were right in that it was in that moment like at the mall like uh so yeah it was, it was nice to see even though it was very brief it was still nice to actually know <laughs> just how that went down <laughs> yeah it's a it's an odd choice like you know, I'm and I'm sure shippers are like, ooh, ooh, new new ship going on here, maybe. Maybe I, I'm not I'm not there yet. Uh, I see more because I see at least right now I don't see Hayasaka showing too much interest in Chica, especially during yeah during the distraction part where for one, which was hilarious. We'll talk about that later, but because uh, I have a few <laughs> things I want to talk about, but. Yeah. She she really didn't wasn't really acknowledging that she existed. I mean, she was just kind of just on her phone while she was in the in the in the dressing room and everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, for sure. And and even before this, I think Hayasaka has mostly viewed Chika as a hindrance, like someone right. who messes up the plans, and that she has to kind of give it her all to to keep out of. Kaguya's business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think there is one moment in one of the earlier volumes where we kind of see the track record between kind of battles won between <laughs> Chika and I, if I recall, and it's like it's pretty uh-huh. tied. It's pretty tied. So, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, maybe fun. that's this. Maybe that's part of the start of something more. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. But but Chika did say that at least now she's heterosexual. So. I don't know. Oh, did she say we that? We shall see. I, I yeah, she remember. said it in last volume. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. I it just to me it's just such an interesting choice by Hayasaka. <laughs> it's fun. She she just she's just like hmm, just thinks about it and then goes for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love I love how he just uh, goes with these wacky ideas. Oh gosh. <sighs> yeah. Great. All right. Uh, do we have any other character? character pairings or groups that we want to discuss yes miko and you during the i love you game she kind of takes that opportunity to compliment you but without it being a real compliment yeah but i think but i think she really does mean that Uh she but she struggles to get over her pride to actually thank him for helping her out but at the very least it's a good step that she's willing to thank him. Whereas before she wasn't even able to acknowledge his good points or exactly willing precisely because similarly to the, similarly to the, like getting Miko and you to get along exercise. This is also a game in a, in a similar way. Right. But back then, as you say, yeah, she wouldn't even play along whatsoever, mm-hmm. but here she at least did play along, even though yeah. she does say afterward that, I'm joking, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's progress. You know, the tsunan, tsundere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that also got me thinking, just in the grand scope of that game, 
what if the entire game was actually truth? You know? Like, so, hear me oh, out. wait. We have. What? I know. Oh, just hear me <laughs> out. So, so, so Miko uses this chance to tell her real feelings, you know, that she thinks she wants to thank Ishigami. Then Ishigami himself says, wait, wait, does he says, he says, I like you. He doesn't say I love you. He says, I like you, right? No, he, he says, I love you. To, to Miko? Yes. Ch- Chika said to you, I like you. Oh, yeah, he says, I love you. You're right. Yeah, so, okay, so he says, I love you. So it may not be, it may not be true yet <laughs> for Ishigami. Um, <laughs> but I think Chika, again, I guess this bring back a Chika. Chika could have used this to kind of express what her true feelings are to people. So it's just, she, she says, I, I, I really like you to, or was it, I really like you or was just, I like you to, to um, Ishigami. It was, just, I, I like, like you. I like you. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, and maybe this is just my optimistic side. I, I, I think she really meant that, but obviously used it for her game purposes. <laughs> and yeah. then, but then you have like her thing with Miyuki. I, I'm just saying you never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder. So a- anyway, at the very least, I think uh, Miko was using it to, as a chance to uh, tell the truth. Yeah, I in, and in an indirect way. I agree with that for sure, because yeah, right. She she definitely has appreciated the help that you has been giving her and kind of how he has how he has behaving around her lately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very nice. So I guess going along mm-hmm. with Chica again. <laughs> yeah. Chica and the student council. Ooh. <laughs> Do you even know me? Like she says to Miyuki. Do you even know me? And then. And then she basically says, "You guys don't appreciate me enough." Yeah. And I, I'm glad. I'm glad they acknowledge that they're not treating Chica well. Although, at the same time, she deserves most of the flag that she gets. Mm-hmm. But, but it's so interesting because I compare it to another relationship with Chica. It's the board game. When she's with the board game club, it's like everyone you know really values her, and they're just all gelling really well. Right. I mean, they have a very different dynamic in that group, it's a ver- it's a different dynamic yeah totally totally and uh, different personalities as well mm. but you know it it feels like that chica's not out of place when she's there but when she's with the student council it's almost as if she's it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb compared to everybody else yeah. at least now yeah no abs- absolutely it's it's interesting and i you know potential character growth for chica eventually uh, acknowledging that, but who knows? Right. Who knows? Yeah, should be fun. And I think that is it. Lovely. Then move, let's move on to the final stretch of the discussion, the comedy. Chica, well, speaking of Chica, I th- and I think there will be a lot of talking about Chica in oh, yes. this section, perhaps. Oh, yes. Chica is an enemy of world peace. <laughs> <laughs> that was like oh like the first that, that was the first time this volume just killed me oh, gosh. uh first of all th- that whole like her reaction to it and her face when she's like oh yeah. no what have i done <laughs> it's so funny it's so great uh one oh, of the best man. one of the best chica moments <laughs> there are so many great chica moments in this just facial expressions and, and comedy uh-huh uh and this is so minor but Again, me being such a big Chica fan, I, I loved it. When she was trying out clothes oh. it, it, with Hayasaka, 
She was like, you know, the way she was coming out, she's like, ta da! Yeah. Does this look good at me? What do you think? Or does it look good at me? Or, you know, mm-hmm. how do I look in this? Like, she's like, you know, really in her element. And, and <laughs> you know, uh, I just love how adorable and kind of blissfully unaware of the fact that she was kind of being babysitting, or she was kind of being babysitted by Hayasaka. Right, right. <laughs> you know, Hayasaka just does not give a damn. <laughs> So that I know that that really made me laugh. Yeah, and feel feel bad, but made me laugh. Yeah, I mean it's good. And hey, she shaved her head. I'm not gonna lie, I thought that she would like when it happened. I saw that I was like, oh my gosh, what she? And I was ready <laughs> to go into it thinking she actually did it. You know, I believed it. She got me. I thought she would do it, and so I guess she turned to me and was like, "Do you even know me?" <laughs> apparently, apparently I don't, Chica. Apparently I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, Bald Chica is wild, though. Oh, yeah. That oh, look. Yeah. That was very, very fun. <laughs> and I, I, I guess that chapter as a whole was just very good from oh, a comedic so standpoint. So uh, good. You know, how she wanted to fool the others by, or, well, fool Kaguya specifically, by mm-hmm. pretending that she and Miyuki were dating. Like, perfect timing <laughs> now that they've just become a couple. Like, right. Miyuki and Kaguya, like, man. Yeah, like, and, oh, gosh. Like, seeing Mi- Miyuki's, like, just how worried and, like, just stressed out he was getting when she suggested that, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I, bro, I, I was I stressing can't... out, too. <laughs> yeah. I was stressing out, too. Me, me too. <laughs> it was such a good moment. Like, the, the way that we were able to feel the same things that Miyuki was feeling in that moment. Oh. So good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> but, it, obviously, Kaguya, as we mentioned earlier kind of turns that whole thing around that that makes it really funny and charming yeah yeah um another line from that chapter is uh, it kind of hurts me is ishigami says even youtubers with a thousand subscribers come up with better pranks (laughs) ouch yeah ouch ouch oh well oh well (laughs) (laughs) that hurts a little bit but we're fine we're fine we're fine (laughs) uh and uh, another little thing in that chapter was the like when when Miyuki holds up the fool you sign uh when when Miko is being fool and like and you know she, she obviously she she takes uh-huh. it really badly and she's like oh no like and she kind of gets mad at you and and Chika gets all stressed out and we see Miyuki holding up that sign and he looks all embarrassed looks like oh, what are we doing <laughs> exactly fool you ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, so i thought that was hilarious yeah <laughs> So we, in the next chapter, which is also fantastic, that I love you. We, we've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's one line that Kaguya says after Chika says, I love you to Miyuki. You know, Miyuki kind of is kind of crying. And Kaguya's like, see that Ishigami? That's how a man responds. I right. Just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was so funny because, I don't know, she's obviously in love with him so i don't know <laughs> oh and then during the the workout chapter uh-huh. um miyuki asks ishigami what anime did you watch <laughs> oh yeah that was really funny basically asking what inspired him because and I, this is again relatable oh yeah so i remember i watching like one piece and naruto i was like man i i want to get that i want to get that rip or something like <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna start working out more oh absolutely oh, dude I, I i i have had the same thoughts it hadn't hasn't led 
to a lot, but hey, oh, no. I, I, have had, I have definitely <laughs> had the same thoughts. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Attack on Titan has led many people to go to the gym. Oh my God! Everyone in Attack on Titan is ripped. It's true. Uh, everyone has like eight packs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another really funny Chica moment was when Love Detective Chica just discreetly is backing oh, out of the room no. when they're talking about. Uh, amorous congress <laughs> and she yeah she she just realizes that okay this is not my scene <laughs> she's kind of <laughs> backing out <laughs> that, was, that was so funny <laughs> so good <sighs> and, and just in general as i keep saying this entire discussion she had great com- comedic moments and mm-hmm. great faces oh yeah you know, the boom gotcha or that i knew you would say that or yeah you know her <laughs> Her just appealing to Miyuki there. It's like, oh my gosh, I'd blush. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. Last thing I have on comedy is the bonus chapter, the last chapter. Yeah, that was pretty great. Which, yeah, I mean, clearly just like a silly chapter, but it was, it, it was, I mean, not not entirely. As, as, like, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, like, it was nice to see Chica, you know, with her pals kind of being, yeah. being herself and being accepted for that. And they, you know, because mm-hmm. the others are all goofballs like that mm-hmm. um, was a lot of fun. The misunderstandings are pretty great as you went on. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But it, yeah. did, I, it did go on maybe a little too long. Uh, it it you felt know, it like, short to me, actually. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, we get it. There's another misunderstanding. Oh, she's going to misunderstand that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it was still funny and I, I really liked it. But it was after a point, it's like, okay, I, I get it. But then it led up mm. to the cops coming there. I was like, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that there. so much. That was so funny. And they were yeah. just they were just making babies. <laughs> <laughs> On the bed for money, you know. Yeah. Or exactly. printing money. Printing money. That's what it was. Yeah. 300 yen an hour. <laughs> uh, but did you, ne- did you notice the misprint in that volume? Or in that chapter? Oh, did I? Um. It's when when the board game members are introduced, they they have Chica's presentation for Megako and Megako's presentation for Chica. Well, let me see. I got re- I got so confused by that uh, the first time I read. Oh, it. you're like, right. Yeah, they 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 have the wrong text in the wrong boxes there. So I didn't even read the name. I I I just uh. for some reason I. <laughs> I just say, oh, she doesn't like tomatoes. Interesting. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chica has tiny cookies in her bag. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> but now that makes more sense. And, oh, my gosh, I love Chica even more because I don't like tomatoes. Oh, no. <laughs> well, so uh, I, I don't mind tomatoes in my sandwich, but cherry tomatoes or eating a whole tomato itself is just, oh, my gosh, I can't I can't do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a pretty bad misprint. Yeah, this is the first time I've noticed, like, a really, like, big one like this. Uh, in in the series at least. Yeah. Oh well, big oof. But what can you do? Yeah, nothing <laughs> really. It's all good. Right. At least we understand that it is a misprint, and we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't think that the girl that looks like Chica is actually called Megako. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, it, it's fine. We we understand what's going on. <sighs> but yeah, uh, do you got anything more on comedy? Yeah. One more thing. <laughs> is just the whole situation with Kay and her dad. 
Miyuki pulling off the covers and Kei just staring at him. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you heard the, you, you heard that, oh, that woke you up or something? Like, and he, she's like, oh, we heard the whole thing. Clear yeah. as a bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. God. Turning that page was one of the best moments in, in this book. Yes. I think. It was like, oh, so, shit. <laughs> so, good. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah. All right. I guess, I think we made it through the main segments of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I just want to say quick, I'm not going to dwell on it, but the first time I read this book about a week ago, right after we had recorded the previous episode, mm-hmm. um, it, I was a little bit underwhelmed by it, to be honest. I didn't feel okay. like it lived up to my expectations in a lot of ways or to my hype, I guess. And maybe mm. that's on me because I waited like half a year to read this book. Um, but it's because Onodera and uh, Osaragi didn't really show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's definitely it, yeah. No, <laughs> no, but I, it was, I don't know, it was something. I guess I just really loved the three volumes, like volume three or volume 12, 13, and 14 of the of the Culture Festival arc. And then 15 and 16, kind of the Christmas arc, were also amazing. Like, mm. so basically the five volumes that were before this one were all, like, top-notch volumes. Uh, mm-hmm. However... When I reread this book again today, I felt much better about it. It it might not be as good, in my opinion, as the five previous books, but I sure. still, I I mean, I, I am not disappointed in it in any way, and it no longer feels underwhelming at all to me. So just wanted to mention yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't push the romance as much as the other ones did, and we kind of, we're kind of building up into a new climax or new story threads and right. people's or in some of these some of these plot points so it's understandable but you know yeah. the comedy was there and we we were able to find some good relationship moments so yeah i think it was it was pretty solid yeah glad glad to hear it and i i'm also glad that last time when we talked about the previous volume i was able to call the school trip being a thing that it's going to happen soon. Hey, yeah. Uh, which was touched on here, and it seems like it's very, very close by now, and I'm sure it's, it's got to be the next volume. Yeah, right. right. It's got to be because it uh, the school trip is happening at the very start of February, according to the calendar, if I recall. It's like February first or something like that. It's like the very beginning of February, and we should be at the end of January now, since it's been mm. uh, a couple of weeks since uh, Miyuki's and Kaguya's relationship started. So yeah, it it's gotta happen next volume. So I'm excited for that. Okay, so we got we got the school trip coming up, but then you know Valentine's Day. Oh, that's exactly. Gotta be yeah, good. it's gotta I, be good, right? I, I've been thinking about that as well, and may, maybe Valentine's Day will be in the volume after that one, perhaps. Potentially. But definitely also been on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> as for other little like I guess predictions ish, um, Kaguya visiting the Shirogane family. That's something that's been set up for a bit. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping to, to maybe see that as well next volume. Maybe. I mean, I, w- I want to see it. At least at least it should should be happening pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also hoping that Miko's arm will be healed by the next volume, or at the very least that it might maybe will heal during the next volume. Hmm. I, I don't want to see her in pain anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think she'll still have it, though. She might, yeah. I I have no idea how long it takes for a broken arm to heal, so I don't know. True, true. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Do you have any closing thoughts? We won't get any character growth for Chika. <laughs> Hayasaka will still be in pain. Yeah, yeah. Maki will still be in pain. 
the pocket monkey will definitely <laughs> still be in pain. <laughs> and uh, I think Kaguya is. If they go on their school trip, Kaguya and Yuki will kiss again. That's it. Yeah. That's all my. That's all my predictions. <laughs> I I think I can get behind all of that. Super safe predictions. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, predictions are predictions. So I guess that's it then. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at UmamiManga. And if you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time, where we'll talk about Volume 18. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! じゃあねー。